Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. Now technology is amazing. Technology can do some fascinating things. And throughout history we've seen people do really creative, amazing things with technology. But every once in a while you get someone with a sick, twisted mind that does something so horrible, so heinous with technology it leaves the world dumbfounded that how can a person be so sick, so twisted and so deviated from the norm? How can this person just behave in that way? And one case like this was on the 15th of March, two Fridays ago, when a self-described white supremacist terrorist walked into two mosques in Christchurch in New Zealand and opened fire on the worshippers with a machine gun. He killed 50 people. Among those was a three-year-old child. Uh, this incident sent shockwaves throughout the world, particularly in the Muslim world. And it's shocking on so many levels. It's horrific on so many levels. The one level is that here's a person who has so much of hate that he thinks nothing to go into a place of worship of all places. I mean, it wouldn't have been any any less of a, of a uh, terror if it was in a shopping mall or at a fair or at a cinema. But I mean at least at the very least people could say that they are that they feel a little safer in a place of worship that they're not going to be attacked or harmed in a place of worship but not so for this guy he walked into this place of worship he walked into the masjid and he started opening fire and that's the other thing the cowardice behind this act was unbelievable i mean here are people that are totally peaceful they got their backs turned towards you they're doing their own thing and you come from the back and you start shooting them. Different case, if he met somebody in a face-to-face -face combat on the battlefield, you know how it used to be done when people still had honor. This was absolute cowardice. So there's nothing, nothing great, nothing grand about what this guy did, you know, from his own perspective. It was absolute cowardice and it shows that terrorists you know, the type of cloth that they are cut out from, that they may seem like vicious, terrible people, but they're actually cowards. They're actually bunches, bunch of cowards that, you know, hide behind uh, uh, secrecy and they attack unarmed people, un unexpecting people, and they try to cause as much damage as possible. And then another shock, was where this all happened. I mean, if it happened in the United States, it's a common occurrence in the United States, let's put it that way, people walking into schools and, 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 and killing people. Equally cowardly acts by equally twisted people. And the terror it causes is no less. But I mean, when you got a country that's barely known for any sort of crime, for any sort of terrorism, like New Zealand, it makes it all the more shocking. And of course, what makes it, what adds another layer of shock to this whole thing was that there were women and children present. 
And this guy had no mercy even for them. I mean, the youngest person killed was a three-year-old child. So, you know, this is, it's still, it's been two weeks, over two weeks, and it's still shocking when we think about it. But the most horrible part of the whole thing was that this guy live-streamed his whole act on Facebook. I mean, that's a new level of depravity, a new level of being sick and twisted. So as he went out murdering innocent people, 50 innocent people and wounding God knows how many others, he live streamed it on Facebook. And within the first hour, it was viewed by 200 people or while, while the act was going on. Now, this raises a lot of questions it causes a lot of concern and raises a lot of questions particularly where the social media giants are concerned i mean not long after the video was live streamed on facebook it started to hit all types of other social media like youtube even whatsapp people started forwarding this message on this video on uh, on whatsapp and the worst part was that, you know, here are people losing their lives, innocent people facing absolute terror. And there were people who saw nothing to take this horrible video and start distributing it. This was a violation of, of these people's basic human right. You know, here are people getting killed. Here are people losing their lives. Here are people that are that are facing the kind of horror that most of us will never ever imagine in our lives and you know, people just forwarding these messages willy-nilly i mean that's that's horrific you know for everyone that forward this message you need to ask yourself really am i human do i have any sensibility at all that and not only watch something like this, watching it is bad enough, but watching it and then forwarding it to others, that makes it exponentially horrible. Nonetheless, the social media giants tried their best, you know, they where they detected this and somebody reported it a couple of hours later. The first question that comes to my mind is, while the act was going on, there were people watching it. Who were these people? And how did they know that it was going to happen? How did they know that it was going to go down? Were they alerted? Were they part of the gang that organized it? I think that warrants an investigation. And then in the aftermath of the, the actual shooting, the video started to go viral. Now, Facebook's artificial intelligence monitoring systems actually detected this video. But it was too late. By then, it had been uh, shared quite a few times. And uh, Masuda, you will tell us about you know the stats behind it. But it it actually it went viral before they could uh, stop it. Now, Facebook tried their best. YouTube tried their best to to quell the spread of this video. And you know what? Although they've received some some flack for the video spreading social media in general has received from some flack but 
with giving credit to the social media uh, businesses, the social media giants, they did take some unprecedented steps. They did things they never did before to try and stop this video from spreading and to try and uh, cooperate with the New Zealand uh, police. And they acted relatively quickly. Normally, they're very, very tight about the information that they they uh, about their social media information about specific posts but this time they were very open about it and they uh, shared the information with the public and with the police well some say that they had no choice because they would they were about to face a major backlash which they did ultimately particularly facebook because facebook has been receiving a lot of negative publicity in the media recently what with you know the news reports of Facebook sharing uh, hundreds of millions of people's private data with other companies and other news about Facebook being hacked. And in fact, the CEO Mark Zuckerberg's own Facebook account was, uh, was hacked. So, you know, Facebook was receiving a lot of backlash and their business suffered as a result. Now this, if Facebook didn't act accordingly, if they didn't act appropriately, it could have caused some damage to their business. But nonetheless, let's see some of those stats, Masira. Tell us what happened in the aftermath of the shooting as far as the social media goes. So these numbers are, are crazy. And like you mentioned, uh, it just shows how sick some people are. Within 24 hours of the attack, the video had been uploaded by Facebook users over one and a half million times. Okay, now Facebook has uh, a very powerful AI system in place that that's meant to detect content like this and block it. And it has managed to block about 1.2 million of these uploads, but um, that's still left about 300,000 copies uh, still on, on the site. So here's a question. If Facebook's uh, AI systems are so good, how come they missed this video out for 24 hours. They, 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 they haven't, they didn't detect it. Well, what's your thoughts on that? Well, people were actually, um, they were re-editing the video and they were re-uploading it uh, to look like it's an innocent video. So they were either uh, splicing in other kinds of content to try and trick the AI or they were hiding it um, somewhere in between the videos okay could it be also that the ai simply took it for some kind of violent gameplay video and uh, let it pass not realizing that this was actually real because i mean if you look at some of the video games out there the first person shooter 3d video games it's it's exactly the same scene that unfolds i think that's very likely that 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 uh, might have happened as well this ai is not flawless but um, Facebook has took other measures uh, to try and prevent this uh, video from spreading. So one of the things they did was they flagged the video as a terror attack. And they were working closely with the Global Internet Forum to counter terrorism. And they were reporting anyone who was sharing this video or anyone who was leaving... Um, encouraging comments on the video to the relevant law officials okay that's very positive because i mean if a um, 
if a post is regarded as terrorism, then sharing it could be punishable by international law, isn't it? It is, and I think uh, some people in some places they were actually facing prison time as well. Wow, that's positive. All right, other channels. What what was happening on say YouTube, for example? Okay, so. Um, Immediately after Facebook, the next place uh, to put videos like this was YouTube and the same story was happening there. YouTube tried their best to, to get rid of this. Uh, they also had an AI system to try and, and detect these videos. But again, they were slipping through the cracks. And according to uh, YouTube stats, the video was being uploaded at one copy per second at one point. One copy per second. That must be some kind of record for... For YouTube. It actually is. That's some sick, twisted people out there, really. One second. Who are these people? One second. One copy per second. 60 tries per, per minute. That's 3,600 uploads per hour. That is that is crazy. I mean, are we sharing this planet with, with people like this? I mean, it's horrific. It's horrific to think that that people would be so so cruel. What did YouTube do? Did they try things? Did they obviously they, they tried to stop it, right? Yeah. So YouTube has a very very strict and, and kind of very powerful um, content uh, system. So they try to block content that is harmful, content that's racist, and, and content like this. It is again flawed, but uh, through the AI systems and help from the community and YouTube's own staff they were actively looking for these kind of videos and and taking them down okay fantastic at least they you know they they, they chipped in i mean facebook did receive uh, well they did put out a um, uh, some stats i think it was uh, chris sonderby uh, who was the vp and deputy general counsel at facebook uh, he made uh, you know within days he, he put out a statement and they put out all of these stats and they pledge their support for New Zealand police and they are helping in in the in the investigation. In, in fact, it was Facebook that helped to identify the, the terrorist and uh, gave his identity to the New Zealand uh, police. OK, now what about WhatsApp? I believe uh, the video was also being distributed uh, via WhatsApp. I mean, uh, we'd received them on on uh, lots of groups. Uh, I personally didn't watch the video. When people told me what it was about, I deleted it immediately. Same here. But uh, how did it? Uh, what what exactly happened on WhatsApp? So WhatsApp is the same story. People were sharing it. They were broadcasting it. They were putting it as statuses. Now the problem with WhatsApp is, unlike Facebook, it's private. So no, they there was no way to actually take it out of WhatsApp. You know, it, it just if people were were sick enough to send this to their contacts, then there was nothing you could do. This is one way it spread very quickly through uh, private messaging. Um, the other way it spread also was on uh, um, platforms or forums like Reddit or 8chan, where things like this are common. There's be, there's always you go to these these sites and and there's uh, racism, uh, there's hate speech and really it's not much is being done about that and there's not much control there true okay now let's come back to whatsapp let's examine what happened there because a lot of a lot of 
ordinary people were, were forwarding this message? What could have been the motivation there and what, what went wrong? I think the motivation could have been just to show the world, you know, the horror that's, that's taking place. But I think there may have been somewhat good intentions, but the overall outcome was, was bad. It was poor, poor judgment, wouldn't you say? I agree. And especially for the families, you know, uh, even though it was, um, it might have been a good intention to share what's happening. Uh, a simple paragraph or an article would, would suffice. But a graphic video like this, especially for the family to, to, to be receiving this or knowing that this is being shared, I don't think that that was a good idea. And I don't think a video like this should ever be shared, even for good intentions. Absolutely. I mean, it's a violation. It's a pure, pure violation of the rights of the victims. It's a pure violation and it's, it's horrific. And the worst part is it's helping to spread the message of terror. This is what the terrorists wanted. This is what terrorists want. Killing people is secondary. The main thing is to make a noise about it. The main thing is to get people to, to see what they've done. And this is the only reason that this uh, sick person actually uh, live streamed this, uh, his act on, on, on Facebook just so that it spreads as far and wide as possible so that his message is heard. Well, the outcome was that even though it was you know, one of the most horrific terror attacks of the past century, the outcome was you know, there was some positive that actually came out of it where you know, everything seemed to have backfired globally on this guy, especially in New Zealand, where the, the New Zealand public, including the, the officials and the prime minister, came out in full support of the Muslims. And there was that youngster egg boy who bust their egg on that uh, racist uh, senator's head. That went viral, fortunately. Now, that's the kind of thing that should go viral, right? And there were some amazing memes. There was even a... Uh, comic book style cover that uh, they some you know uh, sharp thinking artists put together you know showing him as a comic book hero and the senator as a as a villain and then him you know busting the egg on his on his head you know the guy definitely deserved it at a time when you know a terror attack happens at least at that time put your own prejudices aside and show some support for the victims. But this guy, this total fool, came out attacking the victims, blaming them for uh, this attack. And you know what I think? I think he was trying to take a populist uh, position here. He was trying to be the Trump of Australia and uh, you know, perhaps thought that the media is going to support him. Poor chap, this thing actually backfired on him and he deserves it. I hope that he's facing the worst possible consequences now where you know, his own people will will uh, disown him and uh, will discourage that kind of, of, uh, of behavior. Nonetheless, this was, you know, it f coming from a person who is always trying to promote technology like myself, so who, someone who is always speaking great things about technology and what the opportunities are and what the good things are that people are doing. This is a shock. It's also in the kind of embarrassment that people would use technology for this kind of evil. But it's been done, and I sincerely, sincerely hope that this is not a precedent. This is not something that's going to be copied in the future. 
And uh, to prevent this, I think the social media need to re-examine their privacy policies. They need to re-examine who is allowed to uh, to publish what on Facebook. I mean, Facebook live video is amazing. It's good. It's great. I was there three weeks back. I was uh, on uh, Facebook live. Imagine sharing the same platform as a terrorist. But I was talking about artificial intelligence and the impact it's having on business and careers. And then last year I was on Facebook Live giving kids advice on, on careers. So it's great. It's great in what it can do. And it also gives a person a massive audience, an audience of almost 2 billion people. So you've got a potential live audience of 2 billion people. Now, you know, this kind of power needs responsibility. And Facebook needs to be responsible about who they allow to come onto their channel and be able to broadcast things live. Maybe there should be some kind of security measures. Maybe there needs to be some kind of, uh, you know, application that you have to fill out some kind of screening process before you can go live on, on, on Facebook or on any social media channels. I sincerely believe that social media need to be more responsible considering their massive power and their massive pull. Anyways, that's all we have time for today. We're out of time. Catch us again next week. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Masihullah Katrada. And this is Technology Watch.